Hi, before we begin, I would like to give a spoiler warning. We are going to talk about all five station porn films openly, so if you don't want to be spoiled for them, I recommend watching the movies first before joining our discussion. That said, enjoy. to like mother like son like movies i'm aaron and i'm here with my mother lisa hello this time we're going to talk about the the jason born franchise of films um we we recently uh watched them with my partner uh, because i never i never saw the born movies ever i always knew about them but um i i never watch them uh, but uh, recently I kind of started to like the idea of watching like uh, franchise movies to kind of explore the whole franchise and kind of uh, start from the first one and then see how it develops and uh, evolves throughout time and how it kind of how the whole franchise kind of keeps everything together as a kind of this microcosmos universe in uh, cinematic universe in a way and um so so we dwell into the porn movies out of nowhere and um and uh, you also saw the porn films uh you well it was the f- very first time that i have actually ever noticed or thought about uh, a Jason porn movie was because of you because you we had the James Bond podcast and you drew because we you drew the Jason Bond <laughs> Matt Damon into yeah. into that picture because yes, it was kind of weird because we had the James Bond podcast and we wanted to compare James Bond to a, a lot of other characters action action characters. yeah that kind of have influenced from James Bond um, and we so we drew this picture where we kind of drew a lot of other characters and on top of all of them all of the other characters you drew Jason Bond. Uh, into the background yes because i had just shown then in the theater uh, this fifth one mm-hmm. called jason born yeah, the, the latest one yeah where he's driving a motorcycle in athens mm-hmm. in this picture and i loved that movie i really loved it that time mm-hmm. i was so excited so i was happy to and i wanted to make the kind of a speed and action mm-hmm. in it. yes and uh, you you also saw i i remember you telling me that you saw all of the porn movies in cinema when they came out from from the very beginning or yes but the trilogy only the tri- ah, yeah. first trilogy, indeed yeah well I, mm-hmm. so in in the sense only one you haven't seen in theaters the legacy one Yes, the fourth one. Yeah. Which, yeah. Okay, but we will get into that. Uh, yeah, yeah. In the, in, now we will start very first from the original trilogy uh, of mm. movies, and it all begins from the born identity, where um, we in the in the very beginning of two thousand we have uh, a director called Doc Li- Lyman, who yes. made some comedy movies like swingers and go uh and he wanted to he they i think they asked him like he got to kind of choose his next film like project of where he wanted to go and he was very interested in this book series uh by um uh what was the writer's name robert latlam yeah robert latlam and he he had a kind of this uh very famous classic spy novel trilogy called the Jason Bourne trilogy so he yes. wanted to adapt that into a film and uh, and he wanted to do something different he wanted to go into a very different direction than from the, the existing espionage spy type of action adventure films that of course are very Jason Bourne is like in the, the center point but we also had like Mission Impossible and and this this type of movies are very like 
there is a there is a certain fantastical element to them because they are like uh, one of the most notable things were that they are very heavily relied on technology and gadgets. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, there's always all, many of the action set pieces are like relies on on the, our heroes having some kind of gadget that helps them to get out of the trouble and so on. And uh, and also James Bond, noticeable is of course is also a little bit older character. So they wanted to do something mm-hmm. more fresh and modern, and so they wanted to go to have a much younger main character, and something much more real and grounded, and kind of less gadgets and less, well, anything, you know. So yeah. So okay, they have the book, but then for their main lead role, they chose in that time a kind of a surprising uh, casting. Um, they chose Matt Damon to to lead their new action film, and Matt Damon himself was very surprised, apparently. That why, because he wasn't really an action hero back then. Uh, and uh, it was a young, likable guy. And yeah. That's it. And and what what kind of what what came out of it? What we found out in the end in Born Identity is that that exactly is what Jason Bourne needed was exactly that likability of Matt Damon. Because yes, he's so perfect yeah. in this role, um, it's yeah. it's really it really it really stands out from other action heroes of this type uh, movies in 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 that likability. Yeah, he has a charisma, certain kind of charisma. Yeah, and and it also and 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 it's not only that. It's not only that he, as an actor, he has this ability to be very charismatic, very. Kind of everyday man, like kind of likable, like from Goodwill Hunting or something. But the story and the whole concept and the premise of the porn identity really supported that. It was like a perfect match in that first movie, you know. Because of course the first yeah. porn identity has this premise, this idea, the whole idea of the porn identity, uh, which connects very much to the name porn, uh, because it's based on a real story that porn name uh, of a guy named porn that this apparently happened to him not the action but the memory loss <laughs> uh, he well our movie starts with Matt Damon waking up after being shot on a boat and he has lost his memory and he doesn't know who he is and he well he doesn't know what happened to him and he goes off to, to mainland from the boat and he starts he ends up into this crazy spy adventure where he's he's starting to suddenly find out that he he has this assassin background like he has abilities yeah which he had no idea that action he has. hero yeah. abilities oh what the wonderful yeah. <laughs> story <laughs> yeah like he he's in this uh, park in the night and then these ro- uh, thieves come you know criminals and they want to er- to to attack him and then he suddenly can just do this crazy martial art and he yeah oh them. the wrong guy yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and he's really shocked himself also of his like he's just like disables the gun you know in front of him yeah. like whoa what is this and he he kind of starts to piece it all together and there's this wonderful match of the the this 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 dark background because then he's he has to kind of go on running because the the CIA who created him who is the big bad guy in the film goes after him because they how they have to kill him because he's a liability yeah. and 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 yeah. he's like he's he's supposed to be this He's in desperation he's really badly off Yeah he he's supposed to be this killer but now when he woke up he woke up as Matt Damon he woke yeah. up as a nice guy, so he's not anymore a, a bad killer or anything. So there's this wonderful mismatch of his two personalities, in a way. You know, his yeah. background and his memories of who he's, or his actions that he has done, and his newfound personality that kind of has now is is kind of trying to figure itself out. You know, and Matt Damon yeah. is so perfect. Is he he balances 
the action, the discovery, and the new identity that he's kind of having, reforming to himself. So, so they, um, and, and w another thing that I thought was really kind of fascinating about this first, uh, the, the whole like kind of background and inspiration of Bond identity is that rather than kind of building up from American or British, like James Bond uh, action, they, they went much more like Central Europe uh, inspiration. Uh, they, for example, they, they, they wanted to do kind of uh, their own, just like we, we mentioned before, that they did, wanted to do a younger action hero with Matt Damon, then they wanted to kind of remove all the gadgets so it's all, all the action is like real life based, like hand to hand combat and he uses like real things like just mobile phones or um, like uh, random items around him when he's, he's fighting. And then, and, and they, in a way they wanted to kind of, they, they deliberately want, drew inspiration from films like Luc Besson's Nikita and uh, Run Lola Run. And, and stuff that are very like great examples of this kind of European 90s action uh, style and everything. Yeah, and you can, very enjoyable, yeah. Yeah, and then you can really feel that in Born Identity in one way because it takes place in Europe. And um, so yeah, I think it was very much. And uh, in fact, the, the lead, the, the love interest of in the, in the Born Identity is um played by uh Franca Potente who yeah. played the lead role in Run Lola Run and she's a very wonderful character character in she's a good yeah wonderful character good actor and charming woman also uh, very intelligent and nice so why in the world did they have to kill her in the middle why couldn't she live <laughs> yeah so that's the, that's the big that's the I very much agree with you that that's the huge, big, uh, horrible thing that they did in the second movie. When, of course, the first movie is kind of wraps it up. You know, it's a happy ending. I think it's the yeah. only happy ending in the whole, <laughs> probably in the whole <laughs> film. You know, in fact, I, I checked it, and I think it's the only the Born Identity, the first film, is the only time Matt Damon smiles. He doesn't smile anymore in any of the porn films. He becomes yeah. completely depressed and everything. So he smiles only with, with his woman, you know, in the, in the first film. Oh, yeah. With uh, Marie. This Marie Kreutz. Yeah. And can you, can you see what's the name? Marie Kreutz? It's uh, like a Holy Mary with the cross. Kreutz <laughs> is crossy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, so in the in the second movie, of course, they because because that's the thing you have. So you have the first film, and then we we start to talk about how you justify sequels, because you you have the first movie for all the people, and then how do you when you do a sequel? What's the what's the premise? You know, what's the point of continuing the story so you have to okay, come up okay so what is the point of the second one then you have to come up with a reason of why the action continues because the first movie they get out so the first movie is finding out your your past and then escaping the CIA because the CIA wants to kill you they are the big bad guy so they go to Spain no no now they are in Goa in India I think they were in Goa. Yeah, they were in Goa, India. Yeah. They are hiding. They are all the time on their toes. Uh, there's always like an assassin after him. In the first film, it was this Clive Owen uh, who was who was <laughs> after him. Which I didn't like at all him, but but it's okay because he is uh, just an adversary. Yeah, and yeah. and now he has Carl Urban. He Carl Urban is. If after, he's the, now the super oh, assassin who is after him because he's from the same Treadstone project that he's from or something. This the CIA conspiracy. And but isn't it in the second one or, or in this? So it continues because he starts to remember flashes from the past that he has done something. Yeah, in the first film he remembers this. Just the the mission 
before he got shot. It was an assassination mission, and he he got mm. shot, and that was the only thing. And now in the second film, now he continues having memory, uh, you know, flashes. flashes of another mission that we will solve in this new film. So it's like very convenient memory slots that we are uncovering. Ah, it's like in every movie. we want to know what what happens in those. What, yeah, what it's it's like behind. so. Yeah. This is like this is the nice sequel trick that we are having is that uh, when you have a main character who doesn't know has a fussy past, in every sequel you can always come up with a new memory. So we could uh, we could go for infinity with Jason Bourne with 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 infinite amount of memory. <laughs> slots that we uncover every time and so so how do we get Seishen Bond back into action because we need a sequel we need supremacy yeah. we need Bond yeah. supremacy so how do we do it and I was very much when we were looking you know because I refused to know anything beforehand when we were so I was trying to come up with like so what how would they do it and stuff and I never I didn't want to guess this because it's so horrible, but yeah, yeah. but they just kill his uh, partner Marie. Yeah, this I will never forgive <laughs> them. Never forgive them. So that's. So I wanted her to, and there was possibilities to keep her alive and make the script. So yeah, they could uh, run of course I haven't read the books, so maybe it happens in the books that. Yeah, I was expecting. I was kind of expecting like the whole, like how to evolve this. Because okay, we established that we have Jason Bourne. CIA was after him. He got his memory back. He now kind of knows who he is. Or well, there is some mystery still. So you could you can evolve. You can kind of expand. But in the what they end up doing is they did the exact same film. They just get the Murray out of the way. We have new memory uh, flashbacks, and we have again CIA after him, and all the Jason Bourne action set pieces. You know, and, and even the woman boss in CIA, this Joan Allen, is the same one yeah. who helps him. It's a quite good woman in the end. She in has, this part, but, yeah. but the bad boss is different because I really... It was the first one was Chris Cooper. You remember yeah. Chris Cooper? Yeah, <laughs> no, just after his... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, I think, the same year he got Oscar from Adaptation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was marvelous <laughs> in adaptation, marvelous. And yeah, I, wasn't he the one? He was the one in the this horror film, where with Anthony film. Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. No. What? what you mean, like Hannibal or something? Yeah, was no, he the? No, no he, he was, was just not in he that. was just some years beforehand in 1999. He did American Beauty. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, he was there. Mm. But they, I really liked him in adaptation, and I really like him. So I was, uh, I was very surprised to see him as a bad, really bad boss. Yeah. But in the, in the second one, there's a there's a boss, bad boss also. Oh, they're always bad. <laughs> so, who was in the second the boss? I I thought he was. Sean a, Allen. He was. But no, she's the lesser boss. There's a higher boss. I think it's Brian Cox. Yeah, Brian Cox. Brian Cox mm -hmm. with the succession of <laughs> the media boss in in this new series, succession, who is really bad guy. Yeah. But but we have but we, we have a lot of them in the Jason Bond. Always the big boss, the big bad CIA is always somebody <laughs> famous. Like it's either they're rotten. Edward Norton or Tommy Lee Jones or Alicia Vikander. And we, yeah. we have all of them. Uh, Albert Finney, you know, they're all great, great, and but. So, so there are a lot of big names and stuff, but but it's always the same CIA. It's always I, I start to laugh it when you see the you, it opens up and you have some kind of intro and then you get the big wide shot of the CIA headquarters and it's like like in the in the bottom of the screen like dilly -li 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 -li, CIA headquarters you know establishing yeah, shot yeah. and I always start laughing because it's again the goddamn CIA. But so anyway, so we have this this Mary is killed and that's how you 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 push Jason Bourne back into the action so now he has revenge he has to he go has revenge, he has to go yeah. and kind of and then he 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 finds out that CIA still wants to kill him so he has to get rid of this tail this 
stupid CIA, you know. Mm. In fact, you know, the, the, the number one problem of all Jason Bond film is that CIA will not leave him alone. That's the whole problem. Yeah. If they could just leave him I was him wondering be. about that all the time. Mm-hmm. Why don't they let him be? Yeah. So can we can we talk a little bit uh, about the action in this film? Ah, okay. Because okay. the action is is because the story itself, like I just now said, the whole formula and the story is not amazing. It's nothing special. It's actually really uh, kind of stupid. <laughs> but in the first fun. one, it's really good. I think. Yeah, in the first one is kind of fun, and and I'm I'm really invested in the story, and it's a fun mystery, but. Yeah. After that, it's more like this Jason Bourne universe uh, details. If you are into uh, the yeah, universe, yeah. Okay, then okay, you want yeah. to know. So what? What is CIA project? Oh, it's the Treadstone. Oh, it's the outcome. And oh, that character they connect with each other. And I, I just don't care at this point anymore. I, I cared about Matt Damon, and his memory loss, and. You know, when you have a single character and you have his struggle, it's super easy to get into, you know, and I don't care about the political sphere, you know, whenever they talk about mm. the CIA and their problem, I don't care. It's just a bad, big bad guy, you know, basically, yeah, it's yeah. not complicated. But the action in these films are phenomenal, uh, especially yeah, in, the in, actions are yeah. in the first phenomenal, trilogy, yeah. it's like super cool super nice he gets into places and out of the places miraculous it's wonderful yeah it always it always kind of centers around hand-to-hand combat uh one big car chase and then this kind of espionage style you know in the walking in the crowd and talking on the phone you know to somebody and giving directions and trying to blend in and trying to get out of the situation where the CIA agents or the assassin is like after him and he has to escape. So, so they, they concentrate and they kind of uh, polish, for example, this hand-to-hand combat. They, they, they come up with this idea that Jason Bourne is uh, uh, trained in uh, uh, Kali martial art, which is a Philippine hand-to-hand combat uh, technique. Uh-huh. And they had this um, a Kali expert on set yeah in the first film he was like uh, uncredited but then he became a fight coordinator in the second uh, next films but he did train matt damon uh personally in those and he's called chef imada and he's really really cool and he he looks like he's good because it's so good yeah and his technique was that he was like on when they had the set you know just like a house in the in the a house built or something and then he would walk in the set and he would just observe all the items and objects that were there and he would then come up with ways of how uh, Jason Bourne would fight with some specific objects like just a roll up magazine and how he would fight with that so it was really based on that real location and how to utilize that kind of like Jackie Chan or something but not in that extreme you know level (laughs) but i really i like that type of uh action you know it's it's yes me too and and especially this hand-to-hand combat it's it's so wonderfully made and and he does it so well yeah i really like this hand-to-hand combat because like it's it's so grounded and well choreographed and well edited that I started to compare it now with many other films when I, you know, uh-huh. after Jason Bourne films. When, for, uh, for example, I was watching this new Marvel. There was a, there's a series on Disney Plus, uh, Hawk Eye, with Jeremy Renner from Legacy. Uh, and now, when you when you see this type of action with such a like well, Jackie Chan or. Um, or, or Jason Bourne films, you, you you start to get really bored when you see that they don't put so much effort into that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. you, you, you now you have much higher standard after watching Bourne films. Uh, yes, really, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, then, and, then we, and then we have to also mention my favorite 
action set piece of all like of of this original trilogy, which are the car chase sequence. So every every born film will have like one major cars chase sequence yeah. that will just happen at mm. some point, and they are the first three films. They are so good. They are s- s- brilliantly made, and we were talking about you know like uh, a lot of these inspirations of um, European films, and there's another which also felt very heavily European film uh, called Ronin. It's with uh, Robert De Niro. Yes, it's a, a wonderful film, really. Amazing action uh, uh, film with with some iconic car chases in that film. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. And 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 they they wanted to do very similar to that. And in fact, they took the same stunt crew that did those those car chases <laughs> for the Ronin film, and they they those same guys did the Bourne film car chases and you can really see then you can yeah. really feel like it's it's a continuum. yeah the one in the second film in moscow it's really good it's wonderful yeah i think i think the i i also feel like i really like best the second film the the in the in the moscow the first one feels very much like similar to the ronin in Paris. It, he's driving this mini i think he, with the woman they are running yeah. away from this uh from the police yeah it's the first time in her life she's in such situation <laughs> yeah. yeah i remember <laughs> yeah it's great and and it's very much the type of car chase where he's trying to just like in running there are it, the one nice big thing about it is that it's set in the in a very crowded places so they are not empty yeah. all the streets they are like there's pedestrians and cars and they are like driving between these narrow uh, streets and everything yeah. and but they are trying to avoid, of course, everything, and they are trying to kind of survive in one piece out of everything. Yeah. But in the, uh, you can see in the first, in the original Bourne trilogy, that they kind of try to evolve and kind of do uh, something little every time uh, with yeah. the car chase. And in the second one, I, I really, it's this wonderful balance of like non-stop uh, chase sequence, uh, driving with the car, but then they added this extra level of of um, crashing and demolition into the mix so you can really f- you use the cars are getting really damaged and he's he's driving this uh, yellow taxi and uh, uh, yeah. and uh, car urban is w- after him with this kind of bigger <laughs> cheap type of uh, car and and you know it's 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 like so much crash and damage on that car and he's like trying to keep it together and it's like it's so brilliant it's, it feels so impactful it's very exciting thing thing to see that moscow car chase but i also like the third one in tangier yeah by that time it, that was different also yeah by that time it became kind of it they they amplified the the, the damage uh, levels and it became it was like I, I felt like when I was watching that I felt like it was like another level of like oh my god how is he getting out of this and it was more desperate and more ba- uh, just survival you know of and this bad guy the adversary there in, in Tangier was a very I really liked this actor I there I saw him first time and I I, I think he's good one he should have a lot of jobs now it's this was in 2007 mm-hmm. had made joey ansach mm-hmm. so maybe moroccan or something yeah it was mm-hmm. it was kind of a small role that he was having because he wasn't yeah, so it was long role, but mm-hmm. but very rem- remarkable i remember him from that he made a good job and mm-hmm. a very charismatic person yeah I think so. I think by this time, when we we got burn ultimatum, I think uh, many t- many times I keep hearing that people seem to like this the best of the original trilogy. Uh, you mean this movie altogether? This well, ultimatum. yeah, yeah. This ultimatum is like considered like the best in the whole series of born films well, because it concludes the story. Like it's he g- he meets this Albert Finney, and so or maybe that. I don't really know. Like I I I feel like. To me, it's kind of a 
it's, it's this type of thing where I, it's very hard for me to understand and see what others are seeing because to me it's it it's it's the third time they are still doing the same thing same and it's thing, nothing different yeah. it's just the the best thing about Ultima Doom for me is that they keep the quality of action very consistently good from all three films yeah. so it's still extremely enjoyable film but by this yeah. time the story has become kind of lost it has lost me basically i, I don't care yeah. it's it's a it's now it's kind of like we have already first film which is identity and memory and then we have like a revenge because of marie it's kind of you know her and then in the third one we kind of um I don't really even remember the story from the third one. I don't. But really I remember from it that he finds out this Albert Finney tells him that he was the one training him. Yeah, so we have the big uh, guy, you know. Yeah, the, the big, the big bad guy, like training him, and that he has a. It was his father or something. No, that's in the in the latest film. Ah, the that's in the latest yeah, film. See, not it's, the father. There's there's hardly an anchor in Ultimatum that kind of separates it from because for me it starts to get really messy of what the Ultimatum is even about. The, the uh, it's a, he gets into that room where he was trained. He remembers the yeah, room yeah, where Albert he was forced to there. kill the first person. First yeah, yeah. Albert Finney's there. He's confronting him, and yeah. and um, uh, they they. Um, it's it's basically I think that the main hook of that story, the main central thing, is that he wants to end the CIA projects for good. He wants to like yeah. give closer to the CIA. So we have you know the identity, we have the revenge, and we have the closure. Yeah. You know, it's like kind of a ter uh, three act trilogy of kind of arc of where he ends up, and yeah. now he now like by the third film he should kind of you know get things locked up you know like cia stop this stop chasing <laughs> jason <laughs> Paul. you know lock like he 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 has exposed now all the cia stuff because that was the whole thing with with uh, joan allen that she yeah. faxed all this information to the public and yeah she you know, did she was, was a, a whole, good woman and he said like yeah you better have a good lawyer to this <laughs> <laughs> this uh, uh was it uh, david strathaim um this, this uh, new david strathaim yeah. yes david strathaim the very bad guy very <laughs> <laughs> good actor for yeah him. again really nice i like him also so it's very great so um but there was also this blonde woman julia styles there yeah yeah now she was kind of a background character in the first yeah. film but she ended up being the only character who appears in all four jason Bourne films with matt damon like matt damon and yeah. julia styles styles nikki character are the only one who appear in every film and it was kind of a strange thing seeing her come up more and more but she's the good good friend for him only good friend yeah but that's a weird thing like in the beginning in the first film she's just a cia agent there's nothing to her next film there's this when we first meet her jason Bourne is actually threatening her and she's just scared yeah. of her, him and we still feel like she's just a, an, a kind of a side person. But then at the end of yeah. that film, she helps Jason Bourne. Yeah. And then in the third strange, film... no? Yeah. Really strange. And then by third film, we have this we weird situation where Jason Bourne uh, kind of drags her also into the problem. Because now she will be also chased by the CIA, and and she sees the light of goodness and starts to help. And then we have <laughs> this weird vertical moment that I noticed, which is which is very strange because. Um, huh? So you, if you remember the Alfred Hitchcock's Vertical film. Yes, Vertical. We have this. It's it's, it's this weird film about this kind of what do you call it? This. There's this weird obsession in in the film by the main yes. character. Was it James Stewart? Uh, yeah. And 
he he loves this woman and the woman yeah. dies and then he meets another woman who looks like the dead woman and yeah, exactly he like gets that. obsessed of this woman because she looks like the dead woman and then he, he he ends up getting close to her and they end up in this hotel room where he makes her put a, on a wig and a dress and there's this there's this iconic scene when she comes out of the bathroom appearing as this dead woman and yeah. it's this and we then see James Stewart's face and there's this desire and passion and it's this very weird uh, thing and the we have the same scene in in Jason Bourne in this ultimatum um so remember in the yeah. very first film we have yeah. this scene where Marie has to cut her hair and color yeah. it and uh af- because they they have to run away and they have to disguise themselves because everybody knows she how she looks she has a black hair yeah yeah and before that she had like a red colorful hair or something oh yeah i don't remember kind of a messy color dark dark hair yeah, but now it's like really black afterwards mm-hmm. and they uh and then they end up making love right after that it's like they kind of connect this passion and this appearance that she transforms but didn't she paint it blonde no black in the end yeah in the bathroom but maybe maybe in the sequel in when she dies she was blonde or something oh yeah no because see i get mixed up like james yeah, stewart yeah yeah it's vertigo <laughs> okay so so we have that this scene with the when well, like like this this passionate love making and this changing of appearance and that she, that she had to kind of disguise herself and uh, a, a funny side note by the way here is that yeah. Jason Bourne never ever changes his appearance he always yeah, looks the yeah. same and we all we, we start to point it out with my partner that that like wouldn't that be the most logical thing because everybody's after you all the time oh i never and thought you, of that and you here. never ever change your appearance you always look the same so no wonder everybody recognizes you when you're in goa india you know like hey that's just i so can't boring. imagine matt damon with the black curly hair or, or red or something. some kind of mustache <laughs> but but it's funny that all the women in in these films do change their appearance. Ah, why yeah, don't yeah, why yeah, do yeah. they have to change? But not Jason Bourne. It's very weird. Yeah yeah and I, you see I never <laughs> thought of that I fell into the trap. So so that's in the first film. So then we have yeah. the third film Ultimatum where Nikki after being now become her She's also She's a blonde. Yeah, become a outlaw, you know, in the yeah. in the born universe CIA is after her and they have to hide uh, well Jason is not going to do anything to his appearance but <laughs> she is going to uh, ma- uh, color her hair black and cut and it cut, short cut it short. in this yeah. bathroom very similar scene like in the first film and then she yeah, yeah. St- stands mm. up and she looks at her in the mirror and then she sees Jason born at the doorway the door is a little bit open and then Jason Bourne is looking at her and there's this clear very deliberate connection to Marie that we are like oh, having yeah. very clearly like I, of course we are because Jason is thinking about it we are also yeah. thinking about it and it really immediately reminded me of that vertical scene you know yeah yeah but then the, but then after, so I of course we we were all the time thinking are oh, they going to end up together or something you know but yeah of course yeah. but they didn't own the Nikki just goes on the bus and just leaves and that's it but there's this weird <laughs> kind of a vertigo influenced uh, identity mom- moment to combine with this yeah. desire and passion yeah. kind of you know it's weird and and well later later in, in the very in the, in the we will talk about it much later but they they end they end up dying also the same way it's just super weird like 
yeah, yeah. It's it's very weird some of these choices that the filmmakers. Very hard for Jason Bourne. Really <laughs> yeah. hard. <laughs> Indeed. Um, you want to go? So you want to go to the other movies, or you still? Want yes, to yes. Okay. I think the trilogy is now handled, and that was. I think that the first film is for me the best. Yeah. So moving on from the original trilogy of films, I think there was maybe a five-year gap uh, after the Ultimatum that uh, no Jason Bourne films were made, like Matt Damon and uh, Paul Greengrass, who made the two fi- um, Supremacy and Ultimatum after uh, yeah. after the first film. They kind of they like to work together, so they. Because they, if they couldn't do things together, they were not making any Jason Bourne films or anything. So they nothing was really happening and stuff. So then uh, Tony Gilroy, who was the writer of the many of the first films, now I'm not sure. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, was he what the whole trilogy? Was he? Uh, yeah, he, he made the first one. Yeah, Tony Tony Gilroy wrote the screenplay for the f- one to four. Yeah. One, two, three, and four. Yeah. So then, but but yeah, then so then he wrote this for the fourth one, and he decided to also direct it himself. But he uh, Matt just decided, or they they somehow agreed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But I didn't didn't have so much experience. I think <laughs> um, around this time, but. But anyway, so he decided. But Matt Damon was not interested. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, the, yeah. I think they. I'm had happy s- he didn't go to that because that's not a good. <laughs> I really don't like that one. I'm uh, sorry to say it already now, but no, no, you can but say. I, uh, but uh, I think it's a big mess. All kinds of uh, medicinal things and uh, big mess. And Rachel Weisz is not fitting to be in a spy film. I think she's a great actress. She does. She's a They're wonderful great, great actress. actress. But it's kind yeah. of a miscast. Like I don't really see her as the laboratory. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, she was great in the Mummy, you know, original Mummy. But then you know, after that, she made a really great career for her. And this feels just a weird side of thing kind of yeah. I don't know pointless you know I don't know uh, she's not really an action hero <laughs> yeah no maybe uh, she's kind of she's a, uh, something else yeah, yeah. Like, she's kind of a woman he kind of who needs help he needs to be protected you know she's not a strong yeah. action yeah hero. A soft nice woman yeah but any so so we don't have Jason Bourne now anymore. We he was no. concluded in Ultimatum. So what to do next? How to continue the franchise? How to expand the universe? So the tagline for the new Bourne legacy film is that there was never just one. There were many assassins with these CIA projects. When you know what they call them? It was the first time I realized in these films, suddenly I realized that they called those those spy men assets. Yeah, this as, asset. Yeah. And this asset and this <laughs> asset and that asset. So Jason Bourne was also an asset. Yeah. And, and all the bad guys were assets. <laughs> Very strange, and it's, they were uh, not human beings yeah. like anymore. They're assets. Well, that's that's the kind of the point to emphasize how evil the CIA is. That they don't see them as human beings; they see them as assets yeah. to them. So they they are yeah, expandable. Yeah. And this whole whole legacy is basically about that. And I there is a there's a there's a, a small po- point of it that I do appreciate. You know, like well, the, it's very f- in, funny start because there is all this whole uh, group of assets you know in this project that are controlled through this drug you know they have to take this drug otherwise they die or something and Jeremy Renner is one of them and then one day CIA just again (laughs) they are so evil they just decide to kill all of them and start over so Jeremy Renner just suddenly they are being attacked and he survives and escapes because he's a very clever guy 
and th- we kind of get our new Jason Bourne action hero. I didn't believe or enjoy uh, for a moment about uh, <laughs> like the the incident with the wolf. In the beginning, yeah. In the beginning, it's snowy just, mountain. I, I thought it's stupid, and I couldn't get interested in the whole film. Yeah, it's kind of this first half of the film, like the first part of the film where we are in the snowy mountain and then we get out of there. And so it's, it's like a, this set piece that and stuff. And so it's like it tries to do a little bit to be refreshing and stuff. And I, I, I do it's like kind of childish. I, well, I do like that in the very beginning we are in this snowy cabin and Jeremy Renner goes there to meet up because he travels through this mountain over this mountain and he gets to this cabin and he meets Oscar Isaac who is another asset oh yeah Oscar <laughs> Isaac <laughs> but <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> so that was nice and but then Oscar Isaac gets killed and we yeah. we mm. and and <laughs> I remember Meryl saying that I would like to see film about Oscar Isaac <laughs> of course yes <laughs> he's another charismatic likable yes. guy you know yeah so you have to just see him in Dune or something, and oh. So yeah, we now. So instead, we have Jeremy Renner, who, who, he doesn't do a Matt Damon job. No. He's not a likable guy. He's not. He's kind of, he like the, the the funny thing that kind of differs from him from Matt Damon is that he's more in his own agenda. Like he has this agenda. He needs Rachel Weisz to give him the drug. So you know, he's he's like an addict agent yeah <laughs> who needs but somehow because of that medicine thing and so on i'm not interested at all what happens in this film to the main character or his woman because of the drug you mean and the story is not for holding water and also the they don't fit to their parts yeah they, they are good actors but in a wrong in the wrong film yeah like i do so like I'm not yeah, Interesting yeah, I, like like we we both do like Jeremy Renner. Like you like him in this uh, bomb movie, this uh, um, uh, Hurt Hurt Locker. You do, you yeah, like Hurt him. Locker. He was yeah. very good. Yeah, and and I do like him as a. He has a certain charismatic personality of this kind of uh, little bit. He 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 can do the dramatic portion of that action hero. He has talent acting, and he he also has this yeah. this uh, physique to do the yeah. action. Mm-hmm. Like I I do like him as the Hawkeye, you know, in this Marvel series where he does very similar thing to to his legacy role, like this Jason Bourne thing. Uh-huh. And if he would be in another film as an action hero and stuff, in another premise, premise, uh, another concept. I, I think there's potential in him, but as a Jason Bourne film, this is like a totally offshoot. You know, it's like just doesn't totally the, yeah. he misses the target. You know, like I'm not really because one one uh, big problem is that it it emphasizes too much on the st- in universe lore. You know, the 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 inner workings of the politics and the projects and all these details and I don't care about too many things jammed into this film and even the car case it's a car chase in Manila it's not a car chase it's with the motorcycle I think or so uh, yeah, there's a, there's a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. And Rachel Weisz sitting in the back and ah, oh, it's, <laughs> it's a blah, it's a blah. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's couple of there's a, there's a nice uh, gunfight scene with when we when Rachel Weisz gets into the problem also into the adventure, uh, but there's there's very few of the action scenes in general. Uh, yeah, it's it, it, they take much more time into this whole lore world building and stuff and to to kind of to have to justify the expansion to justify the doing all all kind of spin-offs that's their idea that's their plan we don't we cannot have matt damon every time but we need to make more jason porn films so how do we do that so okay there wasn't just one there was many jason porn heroes and now they also did a series called threadstone which was the name of yeah. this project, yeah, but yeah. it lasted yeah. only one season and it got cancelled. 
after that, apparently. Yeah. And we don't yeah. have any news of having more Chamiri Renner films. Like it's we this came out in 2012, and it's Jeremy Renner in this new Hawkeye series is already starting to look, you know, older. You know, he's not like a young guy, and I think he's he has done this Hawkeye role for a long time, and I I feel like you know it's time for him to kind of pass it on to somebody else, this Hawkeye, you know, he, he starts <laughs> yeah. to get to that age that, like, I don't know if he wants to continue doing it longer, like, like, just like the other Marvel superheroes, they kind of stopped doing, like, Robert Downey Jr. and stuff. So, um, like, Matt Damon, for example, with his, with his porn trilogy, he was very, he was very serious about doing it in a, in a in a in a short time period between the films, he didn't want to wait yeah, too long. clever. Because yeah, he wanted to keep the the time period that he, also he is still the, relatively the same age and everything, although he ages significantly between the films. But they feel much more connected between each other. And he, for example, he was so serious with it that he can he refused some very big roles that he w- could have had just in order oh. to continue doing porn action films. Oh, uh, I think the good. most famous one, I think it was around Ultimatum that he refused uh, an offer from James Cameron to do this uh, epic fantasy movie Avatar that is still mm. the highest crossing film of all time. It's the biggest yeah. film ever in in cinema. Ah, maybe I would also watch it if it was Matt Damon. Yeah, I haven't indeed. seen it yet. It doesn't. But everybody me. did watch it, and it's it's really the biggest, most profitable film ever made, Avatar. And uh-huh. and James Cameron offered him ten percent of the whole profit <laughs> of that <laughs> film, and he refused. But it. M- but money is not everything. <laughs> and he's he's intelligent person. Yeah, but he regrets it, of course. Uh, he thinks that it was. Why? Ah, uh, well, I think ma- just. But ma- he I I mean, just so money-wise, you know, like that's that's a big. Uh, like I, I no, I don't know if he regretted it, but he said that it was probably the one of the stupidest decision by an actor. <laughs> money-wise that he refused. But that's a joke, maybe. Okay. Yeah, but okay. uh, he's very serious about these porn films, and I like that he, that he's so dedicated to it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But indeed, Legacy is a kind of a... Uh, yeah, a blah, you know. It's a mismatch. So, I think that in this fifth one, which is called Jason Bourne, mm-hmm. 2016, I think there is this... <coughs> Woman in CIA, this Alicia Vikander, I really didn't like her. I like this Joan Allen and the nice women in the beginning. Yeah. She's, she's a bad person because nowadays women have to be like men or something. They yeah. Yeah, so indeed in the fifth film, we now finally got Greengrass and Matt Damon back together. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah. this time it's mm. it's written by Greengrass. This, this is the only film not written by Ton, Tony Kilroy. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And uh, they we 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 get we get Matt Damon back into his iconic action hero character. A little bit older, just <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. It's long time. It's like from. It's how many years it or it's like almost twenty it years. It was in two thousand seven was the third born and this was two thousand sixteen. Yeah. So it's eleven years. Yeah. Wow. And two thousand two was the first film. So it's uh, Jason Bourne is already it, not eleven years. Uh, Fifty uh, yeah. nine. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they. So we have him back, but he's indeed older, and also the character has gone through this whole journey. And it's like, I feel like they are also, even though they still do the same, it's still the same, <laughs> exact same, the CIA still doesn't stop 
hunting <laughs> Jason Bourne and and the woman Julia Stiles in the beginning yeah. and then all the dying and things but I feel like Same. but if feel like even they are starting to kind of struggle with how to justify having it Matt looks Damon. like a little bit tired story. yeah, it, yeah. It, and also Jason Bourne himself is like so depressed and <laughs> sad <laughs> There's like nothing. Everybody. There's nothing everybody. left in him anymore. There's no hu- humanity in him anymore. Even the poster is black and white. You know, it's like it's so depressing. It, it wasn't a fun film anymore. So I feel like he he becomes more and more uh, this kind of a character in the universe by this time. From the original trilogy, they always refer like even in the legacy they reference Jason Bourne. That guy, you know, who always gets away from CIA, <laughs> and and now it be, now like for example, this Alicia Vikander becomes much more of a kind of a main character, like he yeah. becomes focus character in the front, you know, like we are following him and her, uh, her, we we follow her and her efforts in catching Jason Bourne, but then she also has her own. A secret agenda like she also has something against CIA at some we start to fi- see and like and against maybe Tommy she has ambitions yeah. ambitions to be a big boss already because she's yeah. getting to be uh, evil more and more evil but there's a really the worst evil guy of all <laughs> all all of this is Tommy Lee Jones yeah he's like the biggest boss of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's the biggest boss and biggest evil and yeah fights in the most evil way <laughs> yeah he's so angry like Tommy Lee Jones really really made it like like he, he gave this he, he's already so cold in most of his films like he's so yeah. brutal and cold and rough and stuff but here also he just amplifies that coldness yeah. of his career like he, he doesn't like anybody you know and um So, so, but we have this problem that we now we have to again just kind of like in legacy we have to be more uh, concerned of all these other characters in this universe, this lore. Of, like, of, you yeah, know, I'm like they, they, mm. they don't have justification anymore to center on Matt Damon. Like we already, we had three movies of him that concluded <laughs> yeah. his story, but we kind of track <laughs> him out. You know, like do some actions. So and here they bring the father, no? <laughs> so yeah, so we have a new memory slot, <laughs> a new, uh, a new revenge. Yeah, and, and, and very personal because now it's Vincent Castle, uh, who is yeah. great. We love, we love mm-hmm. Vincent Castle. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy to see suddenly him <laughs> as an evil guy. Yeah. So and and he's he has unfinished business with Jason Bourne. He's so evil, yeah. and uh, he kills. Uh, Nikki and and um, and and Jason Bourne is basically forced to again, you know, get a, go after CIA and get a new closure somehow and and new car chase in in Las Vegas <laughs> yeah. first in Athens with the motorbike where I drew him in in the Bond picture and then in Las Vegas with the cars. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a cartoonish thing in Las Vegas. Yeah, and I, yeah, I didn't really care anymore so much. It was kind of uh, basic. They they emptied the street, basically, mm-hmm. and then it just ends in this huge kind of uh, climatic epic uh, casino destruction, which is yeah. nice. But you know, it kind of concludes the car chase. <laughs> <No. laughs> it was a big, big work for them to do yeah, that. No? Yeah, it costs some money, you know, but. Um, so, so it was kind of basic and nice. I, I enjoyed more the the trilo- first trilogy. Uh, ah, but starts. for me, it happened in a in a period of my. It happened something bad for me. I remember, and I was very depressed. So I chose to cure myself by going to theater to see Jason Bourne, and that <laughs> cured me. Yeah, it cured me. It worked. Sometimes. <laughs> mindless action <laughs> works yeah. very it's therapeutic and that's why yeah, I yeah and charismatic know, Vincent Castle and yeah, to kind of close up with this Jason Bourne last film it's kind of it really 
bothered me in 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 many ways like in, in like we already mentioned that it, it feels so depressive and kind of like an unjustified way of tracking this character out and continuing his story and to to get he 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 gets into such a dark place in there that it, yeah, it also so kind of ruins hard. the yeah. it ruins a little bit of the fun of that original Matt Damon. He's not anymore like the most likable action hero. Now it's this dark action hero. He's yeah. he's he's kind of depressive. He's very hard and rough, and he just there's no not an inch of smile in his face anymore, <laughs> and and. In a way, I it it feels kind of I, yeah. I started to feel bad for him. You know, this whole the, the the even the action you know that is more like fun and kind of this this you know, inventive inventive creative fun hand to hand cars mm. chase you know espionage uh, centered you know getting out being in the crowd and getting out. Now it's like. We are watching him chasing after Vincent Castle. Like now, he instead of him escaping, he is chasing Vincent yeah, Castle, yeah. and he he because he found out that he killed his father, because that's the. So he's going the, after him like catching a rat in a corner. Yeah, or and 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 there's this there's this rage, and it's it's hard yeah. to feel really uncomfortable like. Like okay, I don't know if this is a fun movie anymore. Like this, 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 you know. Even with Marie, he didn't have this type of rage. But when it's about no. his father, you know, that's it. Nobody messes with his father, and you know he has to kill Vincent. And it's this really brutal, uncomfortable. It's not like fight. it's really not like character of Jason Bourne anymore. Yeah, so it's like you know, th so there's this. This this kind of uh, yeah like basically like the in in the very first film he has he has lost his memory he doesn't he's not anymore that killer that he used to be but he kind of emerges as this Matt Damon who is so colorful and you know inventive personality and you know and likable and stuff he he has so many you know. Um, he's, he has so many colors on him, and then by every yeah. movie, whenever he now starts to get a little bit more of his memory back, he starts to lose all of that color, and he becomes gray and miserable, and there's any more no personality in him anymore. We don't have any more any trust that he will have a good life in front of him. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And then also. Why is the movie even called Jason Bourne now? Because it was in the ending of second film, and it was the center point of the third film that we found out that his real name is David Webb. It's not Jason yeah. Bourne. So the Jason Bourne mm. was just this, this. It was one of his fake identities that he was yeah. using as an assassin, but he kind of it kind mm. of stuck. So if it's about him reconnecting with his past. Like his father and stuff. His father never called him Jason Bourne. He was David Webb to him. This is his yeah. true identity. So why do we yeah. still have a whole movie that is called Jason Bourne and the tagline, you know his name? Well, it's not Jason Bourne. We know. It's because <laughs> it's it's for the audience, yeah. I think, the name, so, and not for the... So yeah. I think it's it's... By this time, there's no justification, which is completely mishandled. You know, I don't. Yeah. You mm. know, when he walks off at the end of the film, yeah. I feel so disconnected with his arc, with his story, with his, you know, mission. It was mm. already concluded. You know, we already had that three point. You know, we had the identity, the revenge, and clo the you know. Supremacy and ultimate. Yeah, and then the closure at the end. And now yeah, yeah, with, the, yeah. with, the, with the new kind of a resurfaced film, kind of, is it trying to be a reboot? Like, no, of course, because they are not going to make probably any more of them. But they're going to... They're, I hope not. They're yeah. trying to cram everything there. So now we have one film that is is unraveling again more s memory. We are finding out more about this identity. We are having revenge. And we are plowing again a new 
CIA conspiracy. It's like trying to but do everything. He, he killed he he killed the boss of CIA and he killed Vincent Castle, who killed his father. So he's done everything. <laughs> but uh, you know, if they're going to make another <laughs> Matt Damon. Then he has to movie. kill Alicia Vikander. There, yeah, there will be an, an even bigger big boss. It's going, it's going to be this three meter tall I big boss at the end. <laughs> the, the real yeah. boss of CIA. <laughs> I think that is too much. It has to end now. I think at, at the end of by the by the fifteenth. Jason Bourne film, he has to take down the government or something because he's all the no, time going yeah, higher and higher of this, deeper into the conspiracy. And it's getting yeah, ridiculous yeah. at this point. Like we, we have the first film. Like hmm. if we are honest, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Like let, if okay, now we can close up this, you know, discussion by kind of looking the franchise in in overall. Like so. Yeah. Would you, would you be as I would be kind of happy with just the first film? Like that was already a great one, great I, film. I would be, yeah. Like I would be. Of course, we wouldn't have the great car chase from the second film. Like they would, mm. they, if they could add that second car chase into the first film, we would have a perfect film, an mm. action film. You know, uh, like a like a good no, feel. I, great you know entertaining action film and that's it we don't need to track this yeah. franchise you know yeah yeah but uh, it's a question of the audience and the money and so on it's the art if it was question about art like cinematic so it's the only the first one yeah after that it's just would you are you the same that's that was my proposal <laughs> wow, so we agree on that. I think after that it becomes just like about the lore. It just becomes uh, people who are fan of this universe and want to know mm. more about the lore. And I and I think it's not that attractive lore. I think you know it's, it becomes yeah it becomes really about the world building. How how yeah. great of a world do you build? that you can populate with interesting characters and interesting stories, you know. So in the end, they said Jason Bourne, if we think about that, so it was pretty simple because it was the one person and the same story. Yeah, and they had a very, they have a successful formula and they just kept doing that same thing over and over again. But they lost the, 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 the outlines, the premise from the first film. We, we had mm. this great character who lost his memory and he is kind of, you know, created this new identity for himself and finding out his past. And after that, we don't have it anymore. So no. they don't have mm. a story anymore after that. And that's... Mm. And know. even the woman died. <laughs> even the woman died. Yeah. Why did we even have to have a sequel? If we wouldn't have a sequel, she wouldn't have died. <laughs> yes, I prefer the first one alone. Yeah. So we have had a great discussion. You have yeah. still something more? On, no, or no. Shall we wrap it up? It was a nice, nice discussion. Yeah. Okay. So finally we got uh, to talk about Jason Bourne. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Bye. Thank you, bye. Bye.